Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. And uh, here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 23 books of the Bible. And we shall soon complete our 24th book, which is the book of Jeremiah. And uh, we've done 48 chapters of that book. I want us to continue today with chapter 49. And uh, if you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on our app, that's Bible In-Depth Network, all on all podcast platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, name it. You will find us there. And the Lord, I believe the Lord shall speak to you because, like we say, there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need and he will indeed reveal his word to you. Jeremiah 29, at this point, when we last saw, Jeremiah is issuing judgments or prophecies to other nations. Yeah, remember, he's a prophet to the nations, so he is giving judgment to other nations as well, apart from Israel only or Judah, as we might say. He is giving to other nations, and in 49, he starts by giving prophecy against Ammon. Yeah, these are the Ammonites, remember those who were a problem to the Israelites straight from the wilderness when they were trying to cross the wilderness, going to the promised land. Yeah, These are the people that God told Israel to totally destroy and they didn't destroy. The people that God told uh, Saul to totally remove and he spared their king, those who caused the fall of Saul. These are the Ammonites concerning the sons of Ammon. Thus says the Lord, does Israel have no sons? All has he no heirs. Why then has Malcolm taken possession of God and his people settled in his cities? Of course, these people had come and occupied a slot or a position or a place of Israel. Those are the people of God. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, that I will cause a trumpet blast of war to be heard against Rabbah of the sons of Ammon. It will become a desolate heap. And her towns will be set on fire. Then Israel will take possession of his possessors. He's saying, you took God, the place of God, but you give it back. Yeah, The places you've occupied for God's people, you give them back. There are some positions, some places in your life that have been occupied by people who have taken them. Someone came and stole your position Yeah, in one way or another. God says he will restore it to you. He will come and give you back that position. That's the promise he makes to the people of Israel. That that which your enemy, the Ammonites, stole, I'll come back and give it to you because I'll have victory over them. Is it a job that was stolen? It can come back to you. Yeah, Whatever it is, is it land that was stolen? God shall do his work and it shall come back to you because he protects his people just like he does here. For the people of Israel, and he says... For Malcolm will go into exile together with his priests and his princes. They will all be taken into exile. How boastful you are about the valleys. Yeah? But he's saying, I'm going to bring terror to the people of Ammon. He declares it. And he says, from all directions around you, each one of you will be given, driven out headlong. Yeah? And then he says, but afterward, I'll restore the fortunes of the sons of Ammon, declares the Lord. 
the, that is something he does for all the people that is giving punishment or, or he's promising captivity and says, I will bring you back. Yeah, he told that to the Israelites, he's telling it to the people of Ammon as well. Now he goes on to talk to the people of Edom concerning Edom. The Edomites, remember, come from Esau. Yeah, and he says, the, Is there no longer wisdom in Teman? Has good counsel been lost to the prudent? Has their wisdom decayed? Flee. Turn back, dwell in the depths, O inhabitants of Dedan, for I'll bring the disaster of Esau upon him at the time I punish him. Of course, when they are talking Esau, they are talking the Edomites. Yeah? And to them also is coming their judgment. If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave gleanings? If thieves came by night, they would not would they would destroy only until they've had enough. But I've stripped Esau bare. I have uncovered his hiding places so that he will not be able to conceal himself. His offspring has been destroyed along with his relatives and his neighbors and he is no more. The Edomites, descendants of Esau, he says they have been destroyed. Yeah, Leave your orphans behind. I'll keep them alive. Let your widows trust in me. For thus says the Lord, behold, those who were not sentenced to drink the cup will certainly drink it. And are you the one who will be completely acquitted? Yeah? You will not be acquitted, but you certainly drink it. For I have sworn by myself, declares the Lord. He says, yeah? Judgment is also coming to the Edomites. Yeah? And he says the Edomites will become an object of horror. He's saying, whatever it is for you, you're going to be a place, remember when he told the people of Judah that people will pass by and hiss. He says it to the Edomites as well, that people will pass by and hiss. Like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah with its neighbor, says the Lord. No one will live there, nor will a son of man reside in Edom. Judgment has come upon the people. Remember, we talked about that last time. That even the nations that are not Israel are watched by God, are considered by God, are a creation of God. So when it comes to judgment, they are judged by God. Yeah. So this is what comes for Edom. And he speaks it clearly. Yeah. Therefore hear the plan of the Lord, which he has planned against Edom, and his purposes which he has purposed against the inhabitants of Teman. Surely they will drag them off, even those ones of Prok, will make them like pasture. Yeah, just like it happened for the people of Judah being taken into exile, the people of Israel being taken into exile, even all these nations, the superpowers that come, they are told shall come and drag you off into exile. So the Edomites, the descendants of Esau, are also going to suffer affliction for their life, for the way they treat Israel, for the way they treated the people of God, for the way they behave, for the gods they serve, judgment comes upon them. Jeremiah goes ahead now and gives prophecy against Damascus. And he says, concerning Damascus, Hamath and Apad are put to shame, for they have had bad news. They are disheartened. There is anxiety by the sea. Cannot, it cannot be calmed. Damascus has become helpless. She has turned away to flee. And panic has gripped her distress, and pangs have taken hold of her like a woman in childbirth. 
how the city of praise has not been deserted, the town of my joy, therefore her young men will fall in her streets, and all the men of war will be silenced in that day. And he says, I will set fire to the wall of Damascus, and it will devour the fortified towers of Ben-Hadad. So judgment also is coming to Damascus. Then he goes ahead to give prophecy against Kedah and Haza concerning Kedah and the kings of Haza, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, defeated. Thus says the Lord, Arise, go up to Kedah and devastate the men of the east. They will take away their tents and their flocks. They will carry them off for themselves, their tent curtains, all their goods and their camels, and they will call out to one another, Terror on every side, run away, flee, dwell in depth, O inhabitants of Haza, declares the Lord. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has formed a plan against you, and devise the scheme against you. Arise, go up against the nation which is at ease, which lives securely, declares the Lord. It has no gates or bars. They dwell alone. Now, also for Haza, judgment is coming. Nebuchadnezzar, a superpower then, at that time, will come and take over these nations. Not only Judah does he take over. He takes over regions, territories, as Nebuchadnezzar. And of these, Kedar and Haza, a part of them, as Jeremiah, a prophet to the nations, tells them. Then he comes out and gives prophecy against Elam as well, and says, "This that which came to as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet concerning Elam at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. Yeah, behold, I'm going to break the bow of Elam, the finest of their might. I'll bring." Upon Elam, the four winds of the four ends of heaven, and I will scatter them to all these winds. And there will be no nation to which the outcasts of Elam will not go. So they will be scattered everywhere. Yeah, they will be taken to all corners of the world, scattering a nation that it will, it is no more. This is more or less a remembrance of Israel itself, the ten lost tribes of Israel that we looked at after the Assyrians came. To take over. So, I will shatter Elam before their eyes and before those who seek their lives, and I will bring calamity upon them. Even my fierce anger declares the Lord. And I will send them out. I will send out the sword after them until I have consumed them. Then I will set my throne in Elam and destroy out its king and princes. But it will come against the last days that I will restore the fortunes of Elam. He comes about and talks about this also. That, okay, you've gone through the trouble. After you've gone through all the trouble that I've said you go through, I will restore you. That's a promise he gives. Now, in chapter 50, there's something that he does. Prophecy comes out through Jeremiah. Now to who? To the captor himself, Babylon. To the superpower himself, Babylon. That's where the prophecy now goes. Yeah, The word of the Lord which spoke concerning Babylon. Yeah, declare and proclaim among the nations. Proclaim it and lift up a standard. Do not conceal it, but say Babylon has been captured. Baal has been put to shame. Madoc has been shattered. Madoc, this is the god that they used to worship as Babylon. Yeah, and it says it has also been brought down. Her images have been put to shame. Her idols have been shattered. This is prophecy of what is coming. When Jeremiah is speaking now, He's speaking when they are the power. But he's speaking like it is done. They are out. That's how prophecy is given. You say it as you see it. And what he sees that time as his word comes out is they are 
shattered the superpower is no more. It won't last forever. For a nation has come up against her out of the north, and it will make her land an object of horror, and there will be no inhabitant in it. Both man and beast have wandered off. They have gone away. Now, we know of the nation that came. Those are the Persians. Through Cyrus, they're the ones who overthrew Babylon as a superpower at that time. And those are the ones that are telling them that they will come and take you off. In those days, and at that time, declares the Lord, the sons of Israel will come, both they and the sons of Judah as well. They will go along weeping as they go, and it will be the Lord their God they will seek. They will ask for the way to Zion, turning their faces in its direction, and they will come that they may join themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. Remember, the people of Israel, uh, people of Judah, They've all been taken into exile. But at that time, in the days when the Persians take over Babylon, that's the time they're talking about here. Cyrus, remember, as we read, uh, he is the one who says, guys, go back to your homes. Yeah, Go build a temple for your God, and they return. And uh, they do that project through Nehemiah and Ezra, as we saw, to get Israel back on track. And that will happen after Babylon has been destroyed all has been overcome by that nation from the north which they are talking about the persians led by cyrus himself my people have become lost their shepherds have led them astray they have made them turn aside on the mountains they have gone along from mountain to hill and have forgotten their resting place all who come upon them have devoured them and their adversaries have said we are not guilty in as much as they've sinned against the lord who is a Habitation of righteousness, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Wander away from the midst of Babylon and go forth from the land of the Chaldeans. Be also like male gods at the head of the flock. For behold, I'm going to arouse and bring up against Babylon a horde of great nations from the land of the north. And they will draw up their battle lines against her. From there she will be taken captive. Their arrows will be like an expert warrior who does not return empty-handed. Chaldea will become plunder. All who plunder her will have enough, declares the Lord. This is judgment for Babylon, the one who has been feeding the superpower. They are telling him, Pasha is coming. And he's going to lay you bare. He's going to remove everything that you have. That's what they are telling him. Because you are glad, because you are jubilant. All you pillage my heritage, because you skip about like threshing hyphen and night. Your mother will be greatly ashamed. She who gave birth will be humiliated. Behold, she will be the last, the least of the nations. A wilderness, a parched land, and a desert. Can you believe a great nation uh, such as Babylon? They've told them, one day you'll be as the least of nations. And it's key for you to know and to understand that there are some things that come to one end. You can feel like you own the world. And you disregard God, but you can become as nothing. And that's what they've told them. Yeah, Because of the indignation of the Lord, she will not be inhabited. She will be completely desolate. Everyone who passes Babylon, listen to what they will do. They will be horrified and will hiss of all her wounds. They will wonder and say, what happened to such a great nation? Yeah? Draw up your battle lines against Babylon on every side. All you who bend the bow, shoot at her. Do not be sparing with your arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Yeah, she's, he's done. Babylon did evil before the Lord, and judgment comes upon 
Babylon, raise your battle cry against her on every side. Yeah, she's given herself up, her pillars have fallen, her walls have been torn down. Now, the walls of Babylon, if you go into history, yeah, the palace in which Nebuchadnezzar stayed had three walls, perimeter walls, yeah, surrounding the city. And this is the interesting thing. Each wall was 38 feet wide. Can you imagine such a wall? And 90 feet high. Can you imagine how great that was? And those are three of a kind, all surrounded with towers, multiple towers, watchtowers. So you can sense the enemy from afar off. If they bypass the first wall, they won't bypass the second. If they bypass the second, they can't bypass the third. And here, here's a message coming out clearly from the Lord. And he's saying how walls have been torn down. Such great walls come down. Doesn't matter how much the enemy has fortified. When God comes, he tears him down. Brings them down. And that he says against Babylon. Yeah, that her walls have been turned down. For this is a vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance on her. As she has done to others, so do to her. As she went and even burned the walls of Jerusalem, so it will be for Babylon as well. They will burn theirs down. Cut off the sower from Babylon. And the one who heals the sickle at the time of harvest, from before the sword of the oppressor, they will each turn back to his own people and each flee to his land. The first one who devoured him was the king of Assyria. And this last one who has broken his bones is Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon. Therefore, that says the Lord of us, the God of Israel. Behold, I'm going to punish the king of Babylon just like I punished the king of Assyria. Remember Assyria, the ones who took Israel captive. Babylon takes Judah captive. And says in those days, at that time, such will be made for the iniquity of Israel, but there will be none for the sins of Judah, but they will not be found. For I will pardon those who live as a remnant. God promises uh, to consider his people. He promises a good time for his people. Yeah? And he says, The Lord has opened his armory, and he has brought forth the weapons of his indignation, for it is the work of the Lord God of hosts of the Chaldeans. Come to her for the farthest border. And he continues and says, Open up her bums, pile, pile her up like heaps, and utterly destroy her. Let nothing be left to her. Put all high young bulls to the sword. It's total destruction for Babylon. Yeah, repay her according to her work. Whatever she has done, whatever Babylon has done, that is what it's going to also suffer. She has become arrogant against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, her young men will fall in the streets. Judgment for them. Yeah, the arrogant one will stumble. Thus says the Lord of God. The sons of Israel are oppressed, the sons of Judah as well. All of them whom, all who took them captive have held them fast. They have refused to let them go. Their Redeemer is strong. God will deliver them. doesn't matter. Babylon was strong then, but God was going to deliver his people. A sword against their horses, against their chariots. Yeah, A sword against her treasures. They will be plundered like they plundered the other nations. He tells them. As when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and its neighbor declares the Lord, no man will live there. No man will reside there. That's judgment to Babylon as well. That they will not have anything left of them. Therefore, hear the plan of the Lord. He has planned against Babylon. 
and his purposes which he has purposed against the land of the Chaldeans, surely they will drag them off, even the little ones of the flock. Surely they will make their pasture desolate because at the shout Babylon has been seized, the earth is shaken, and an outcry is heard among the nations. The fall of Babylon is so great that it will make news. That's the message that they are getting. Chapter 51, thus says the Lord, Behold, I'm going to arouse against Babylon, against all the inhabitants of Lebkamai, the spirit of a destroyer. I will dispatch foreigners to Babylon, that they may winnow her and may devastate her land. For on every side they will be opposed to her in the day of her calamity. Within those walls that they built to fortify themselves, that's where the people who are going to destroy them shall be stationed. Hmm? That's what they are telling them. Let him not... Let him let not him who bends his bow bend it, nor let him rise up his skull. So do not spare her young men. Devote all her army to destruction. For this is the Lord's time of vengeance. Babylon has been a golden cup in the hand of the Lord, intoxicating all the earth. The nations have drunk of her wine. Therefore the nations are going mad. Surely suddenly Babylon has fallen and been broken. Its time has come. To an end. Superpowers came to an end because of the way they lived and how they treated the other nations, including Israel, the nation of the Lord, and how much evil they did. Now the time for Babylon has come that Persia is coming to take over. This great nation of Babylon. Yeah? And it says, Sharpen the arrows, fill the quivers. The Lord has aroused the spirit of the kings of the Meds because his purpose is against Babylon to destroy it, for it is a vengeance of the Lord, vengeance for his temple. Another power is coming. Yeah, It's going to take over. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, surely I will fill you with a population like locusts. They will cry out shouts of victory over you. He who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding, switch out the heavens. He tells him, that's the Lord. All mankind... Is devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his elders, for his molten images are deceitful. There is no breath in them. Yeah, this King Madak that they serve is nothing. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. Those gods that these nations have also set up, they will perish. That's word clear enough. They will perish. There will be nothing. There will be no more. But I'll repay Babylon and all inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil that they have done in Zion before your eyes, declares the Lord. They came. Of course, Judah was under going to go through punishment because God said that. But even those who came to carry it out have to go through punishment. They came. They burnt down the temple, burnt down the walls, burnt down the houses, killed people, took them captive, destroyed the nation of Judah, the kingdom of Judah. Now, for that which they did, God is going to punish them. Behold, I'm against you, destroying or destroying mountain. Who destroys the whole earth? God tells them, I'll stretch out my hand against you and roll down the cracks. Yeah, He tells them clearly, the mighty men of Babylon have ceased fighting. They stay in the strongholds. Their strength is exhausted. They are becoming like women. Their dwelling place set on fire. The bars of, gets are, the bars of her gates are broken. Those mighty walls are down. There is no more. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has devoured me and crushed me. He has set me down like an empty vessel. He has swallowed 
Me like a monster has filled his stomach with my delicacies. He has washed me away. May the violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon. The inhabitant of Zion will say, May my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, that which you did to our nation. Let it be also upon you. Babylon has become an object of horror. People hiss. And he says, I will punish Baal in Babylon, and I will make what he has swallowed come out of his mouth, and nations will no longer stream to him. Even the wall of Babylon has fallen down. We look at that earlier. Their gods are down. Their mighty walls, feet, 90 feet high, 38 feet wide, are all down. Therefore, behold, days are coming. I will punish the idols of Babylon. Her land will be put to shame. Her slain will fall in their midst. Then heaven and earth and all that is in it will shout for joy over Babylon. For the destroyers will come to her from the north. Those are the Persians through Cyrus. They will come and destroy, destroy them completely. Thus says the Lord, the broad wall of Babylon will be completely raised and her high gates will be set on fire. So the peoples will toil for nothing and the nations will become exhausted only for fire. Destruction has come to the people of Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sarai, as soon as you come to Babylon, then see that you've read all these words aloud and say, you, O Lord, have promised concerning this place to cut it off so that there will be nothing dwelling in it, whether man or beast, it will be a perpetual desolation. And as soon as you finish reading this scroll, this one, this big message, huge message that Jeremiah has given him, you will tie a stone to it and throw it in the middle of the Euphrates and say, just so shall Babylon sink down and not rise again because of the calamity that I'm going to bring upon her, and they will become exhausted. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. He says, Sariah, after you've read these words, you will throw it, this scroll, in the middle of the Euphrates, that river. And it's proof that they shall not recover. They shall be gone forever. And now the final chapter of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 52. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah. Now this is a summary, more or less, of what and history of some of the kings of Israel, specifically Zedekiah. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, like that Jehoiakim had done. And uh, for through the anger of the Lord, this came about in Jerusalem and Judah until he cast them out of his presence. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. We looked at that. Now it came about in the ninth year that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came and his army against Jerusalem built, camped against it, built a siege wall around it. So the city was under siege under the 11th year of Zedekiah and on the ninth day in the fourth month, the famine was so severe that there was no food for people in the land. Then the city was broken into, and all the men fled and went forth from that city at night. By the way of the gate between the two walls, though the Chaldeans were all around the city, and they went as far as Araba. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king, overtook Zedekiah and his army, captured the king, brought him up to, Bab to the king of Babylon at Ribla, and he passed sentence on him. And what do we know what happened then? The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, slaughtered all the princes of Judah in Ribla. Then he blinded the eyes of Zedekiah, the king of Babylon, and uh, bound with him bronze fetters, brought him to Babylon, put him in prison until his death. Yeah. Now on the tenth day, 
uh, of the 15th month, which is the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, who was also in service of the king, he burned down the house of the Lord. He came back, remember, burnt down uh, the temple of Israel, yeah, which was in Judah, in Jerusalem. And the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem, even the large houses, he burnt with fire. So all the army of the Chaldeans who were with him, Nebuzaradan, broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Yeah, and he carried away into exile some of the poorest of the people, the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters and those who had deserted the king of Babylon and the rest of the artisans. Remember, this is part of the group with which Jeremiah was going with, and message came to the captain that, you know, let Jeremiah stay. Don't come with him. He doesn't have to come into exile. And that is where you get another group that stays behind, led by the Gadaliah, the, the governor, they kill Gadaliah, Ishmael kills Gadaliah, and the rest are taken or decide to go to Egypt for safety. Yeah, we looked at those. But the captain left some poor people in the land to take care of it. Yeah. Now the bronze pillars which belong to the house of the Lord and the stands of the bronze sea which were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried away all their bronze to Babylon. They broke down pieces of of, uh, of the material that was used to build the temple, the Solomon's temple, the great temple, some of the great things that were part of it, they broke it down. They also took away the pots, the shovels, the sniffers, the basins, the pans, the bronze vessels, which were used in the temple service, the fire pans, the basins, the pots, the lampstands, the bowls, the offering bowls, all what was fine gold and what was fine silver. They took the the, the two pillars yeah, that uh, were with the one sea and the twelve bronze bulls that wander the sea and the stands which Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, that vessels that were beyond weight and not just weight, but you're talking gold, silver, bronze. Yeah, they took all that, the pomegranates, they carried all that in huge number. Yeah. Then the captain of the guard took Seraiah the chief priest and Zephaniah the second priest with the three officers of the temple. He also took from the city one official that was, was the overseer. The captain took them and brought them before the king of Babylon. Then the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Ribla. So Judah was led away into exile and from its land. These are the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away into exile. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the eighth year, he carried out 800 32 persons. And in the twenty in the twenty-third year, Nebuzarad and the captain carried into exile seven hundred forty-five Jewish people. There were four thousand six hundred persons in all. Now it came about in the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, that Evo Moradach, king of Babylon. Now that is the one that is the son of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Evo Moradach, is the one who took over from Nebuchadnezzar when he died. And in his time, he showed favor to Jehoiakim, Jeconiah, who is also called Jeconiah, the king of Judah, and took him out of prison. Then he spoke kindly to him, set his throne above the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon, so that Je- Jeconiah changed his prison clothes and had his meals in the king's presence regularly all the days of his life. For his allowance, a regular allowance was given to him by the king of Babylon and a daily portion of all the days of his life until the day of his death. Of course, uh, the one who took over from 
Nebuchadnezzar that is evil Moradach had mercy upon the king of Judah, Jeconiah, who had been imprisoned, and said, okay, get out of prison, get out of jail. Have some life, have some fun. I'll give you some food. And by the way, he was also considered at that point in that land as a king of uh, Judah. Though the people were in exile, they would consider him that we have a king here. Though we are under captivity, we have a king, Jeconiah, who was being given pardon by evil Maradach, who was then the king of Babylon. And that marks the end of the book of Jeremiah. Thank you for taking time to join us to study the book. Next, we'll be starting on the book of Lamentations. And we thank God for his grace, his revelation, his ability to let us listen and learn. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your revelation. We thank you for you speak to us. And keep on revealing more to us because your word is alive all the time. We exhort you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name.